Hey, welcome to Craft Beer Bucket List with Big Ray and Mike, where we review beers you have to try before you die. It is March 16th, 2020. Welcome to episode 22 of Craft Beer Bucket List. This is Mike. I've got Big Ray across the Mississippi. How you doing? I am fantastic, my dude. How are you tonight? Doing pretty good. That was a pretty good intro, right? I, I really enjoyed that. It had some gusto. Yeah. I, you know, I, I practice it and practice it. And pra- no, I didn't do anything like that. I just came up with it. <laughs> but, you know, it works. Man, seriously, yeah, how are you doing? Does. Dude, I'm great, man. Um, I, I feel good. I'm glad to be alive. I really can't complain about anything. No complaints at all. Uh, no, that's good. None. And I, and I got to say this, Mike, um, I have plenty of toilet paper, (laughs) right? Well, so I live with all females, so I have plenty of toilet paper as well. It boggles (laughs) me that that's the thing that people are going for. I went to the grocery store the other day, uh, just not to buy toilet paper, but I looked around and like all the vitamins completely there. (laughs) <laughs> but the toilet paper is gone. So the vitamins, which might help you be healthier, still there. Still there. Toilet paper, gone. So, yeah. And so I'm lucky at my house, we buy in bulk on Amazon. And uh, we got our last shipment about two weeks before the chaos ensued. And uh, so we're, we're set. I didn't have to go out and get any. It makes me happy. Yeah. So it was I like mean, good, good timing yeah. on our part. Yeah, I mean, there's a small part of me wants to call this, uh, you know, episode 22, COVID-19 or something. I don't know. But we'll come up with a good name. Yeah. But no, it's it's a real thing right now. It's affecting a lot of people. I, actually, I absolutely don't want to make fun of uh, the seriousness of it. But there's a few things I think are a little over the top that the, the fun poking may be warranted. No, absolutely. So. I want everybody to be safe. And, you know, the good thing is, is I'm keeping, I'm social distancing myself from you right now. Um, yes, we can share beers. Virtually, Absolutely we can virtually. Yeah. 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 So you're going to tell us about the beers. We are. I'm excited for this, Mike. Our shared beer tonight is going to be the Slam Dunkel from Fall City. Yeah. I'm going to be drinking a Cherry Gose from Anderson Valley. And it looks like you have the full grown man from Tupps Brewery. Yeah. Um, Ray. That's a solid lineup. That is a solid lineup. So there's, uh, do do you know the name of the famous or infamous outlaws that are buried in Dallas? No, I don't. This is a one-question quiz. Bonnie and Clyde are buried in separate graveyards in Dallas. Yeah, I I did not know that. That's a cool little piece of trivia. Yeah. So I've got something for you, Ray. It's one more thing. Okay. Oh, snap. You That's my surprise me with slam knuckle. Woo! Hey, guess guess what I have for you, Mike? Yeah, go ahead. I did it too. Look, he did it again. The bad news is... You know, I'm uh, a big fan of Dunkle beers, man. Sorry, I just walked right over the top of you, but I had to say that. No. I really like a good dunkle. Absolutely. 
So, I like the first drink of this beer. Um, this is Fall City Slam Dunkel. Five, 5% ABV. Taste good. It tastes like a Dunkel's taste. No, it does. You know, I took a sip while you were talking there for a second. And, uh, whoa. Like, this is really good. What I, th- what I think I like about the Dunkel, and, and, and kind of like the brown ales too, I think, in, in all honesty, is it's, it's a nice meat in the middle of the light beers that you just want to slam or, you know, have several of, and the dark beers, which you're enjoying solely for the flavor, right? So this is a nice meat in the middle. You can still, you can have several of these and still enjoy the flavors that come through. Um, like, you know, the, the nice maltiness of this one is just, man, this, is, this, tastes, this tastes really fine. It does. And I really like the aroma. I talk about the aroma a lot. I mean, that just coincides so much with the flavor. If it smells good and tastes bad or vice versa, it's just kind of meh. Or if you don't get a lot of smell with something, but it tastes good, it's, you know, it's kind of meh. I mean, this smells fantastic and it tastes fantastic. So I'm really getting a good pairing of the senses here with this. So Fall City, uh, we've had one of their beers on before. The Street Lamp Porter. I remember that. Is that one we shared or did I have that by myself? I can't remember. I think that's one that you took solo. Okay. It, it, I mean, it was pretty good too. Uh, I remember liking it. I really, I think this one's a really good representative of what a, a dark lager should be. I think it, I think it, it drinks really well. Fall City kind of, you know, I know we talked about them previously. I remember talking about like their comeback and all that kind of stuff. But they've they've got like um like an updated cool tap room and all that kind of stuff in Louisville now. Um so Fall City Brewing is in Louisville. I don't know if we said that right up front. We did. Uh, Louisville, Kentucky, uh, right right along the river. Um so they've got I think their most famous beer as far as name is the hipster repellent. It's kind of a widely known IPA, but this is their seasonal beer. Uh, and I know we're probably drinking a little past season right now. Uh, but you know, I picked up some of these and got you one somehow. What do you think, man? Tell me what your, what, tell me what your thoughts are. So it's, it's a Dunkel beer. It's dark. Uh, one thing I like about it immediately, it one, it tastes great, but it is insanely smooth, has an incredible mouthfeel about it. And uh, you know how you leave a beer in your mouth for a little bit just to take in the flavors? It felt really good just being in my mouth. And I know someone's going to hear that and they're going to take it wrong, and that's fine. I don't care. I said what I said. I just enjoy having this beer just kind of sit there and hang out for a minute. And uh, it just... It's like, it, I want to say warm and inviting because that's weird, but it, it just, it, it's just like pleasurable. It's like, man, I really like drinking this. And uh, the flavors there, it's, it's not super hoppy. Um, and it's only got 25 IBU, so it's really light on the bitters. It's carbonated very well. So like I said, it just has an overall just great mouthfeel. It feels good to drink this. And then it just added bonus. It tastes amazing. So I'm going to read what's on the back of the can. You ready? I, I'm ready. I, I read it earlier, so I want to hear you say it. 
It's no secret that basketball is the king of the bluegrass state. With the history of past champions in the professional and college ranks, no one can match our love of the game. With that in mind, we decided to brew this smooth, dark lager to provide the perfect assist while watching your favorite team on the court. Cheers to basketball. Fall City, slam dunkle, boom! Yeah, I, I like the play on words there. Yeah. Slam dunkle. They did a great job with that. It's very clever. Yeah. You know, I love playing basketball. I mean, I've, I've you know, ever since I was in high school, I just enjoy playing. I've never been great. I'm not that tall, Ray. I think you know this. No, it's true. You know, as tall as I am, you'd think I'd have been better at basketball. And I'd love to play. I remember all the pickup games we used to play in prior Oklahoma at the park, the little half-court three-on-three games. We'd be out there for hours playing. And I was always by far the worst on the court. I only had size to my advantage and height. And someone could just throw the ball eight feet in the air and always snag it. But I could never make it in the damn rim. Well, what I was going to say is, I mean, and that's all true. We had a lot of fun playing pickup games. We, I mean, I remember when I was at Oklahoma State and we'd go to the rec center there and we'd play pickup games there too. Is, you know, I've played basketball pickup games and, um, you know, intramural and, uh, you know, city league and all this other stuff for years and years. And um, now that I'm getting a little older, it's a little slower and all that. And it's, you know, looking at the senior leagues kind of – I can't, can't keep up with the 21 to 25-year-olds anymore. However, it's one of those things that I never really got into college basketball. And, you know, that's weird because a lot of people love college basketball, and I just – somehow it didn't hit me. I, and I still, like, nothing against it. But I just – it's you know. So when they talk about, like, when I moved here and they talk about, like, the, the great teams of Louisville and University of Kentucky, I was just like, okay. And even now people are like, are you a fan yet? I'm like – Eh. So, and you know, and I know people here are especially kind of uh, heartbroken, I would say, over the, you know, the NCAA tournament getting canceled and all that. Um, you know, so there's a lot of, lot of things up in the air, but uh, so it was just, it just got me thinking about that. You know, I play basketball all the time. Uh, there's an old man league that I play with um, two or three times a week, even now. I love playing. I just don't watch a lot of basketball. I mean, so I know the Thunder recently came. I say, say recently. It's been a little bit now, but I know the Thunder are new to Oklahoma City and Oklahoma. Do you watch more basketball now that they're the, in, in the state? Uh, honestly, no. I don't get a lot of time to watch sports. I mean, so it's kind of fizzled out for me, my enjoyment of it. But I still probably watch, you know, three or four games a season at home. My wife watches it a lot. So it's always on in the house. I'll, I'll glance at it for a little bit before I move on to another task or activity. Uh, but I still like to yell thunder up, you know, and, and cheer for the team just because they're here. Yeah. But it's not a, a priority in my life. Yeah. Well, sorry, I got sidetracked talking about uh, basketball. I So, man, you know, this the slam dunkle from Fall City, um, 5% ABV, a, a fantastic beer. I think it meets all, you know, the typical – dark lager characteristics that I'm looking for. It's got the, 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 the malty sweetness to it. 
it has you know it's it's very light aroma um very pleasant aroma the taste is just you know it's it's right in between it's got enough flavor to it with the maltiness and a little bit of nuttiness to it um and i thought i was getting a little bit of a bready type taste but then it kind of disappeared so maybe there's a little bit of that depending on um you know who you are and your taste buds and whatnot but i think this kind of hits all those notes i i would probably give this between a seven and an eight somewhere in that range as far as a dunkle um you know, it, it meets all the characteristics. There's nothing that stands out to me. And I know that sounds bad when I say that, but I'm also going to say that's a good thing. Like when it, when nothing specifically stands out, that means there's nothing wrong with it either to me. I think it's a solid right. beer. I think they did a solid job on it. No, I'm with you hundred percent. And uh, I definitely got some of those biscuity and nutty notes out of this. Uh, it just, to me, it adds to the overall complexity, the flavor profile. It's a it's a, just a fantastic beer for me. I'd give it a solid eight out of ten. I'd drink these over and over again if I'm feeling like a dunkel. Uh, so absolutely solid solid beer for me. Uh, but Mike, before we uh, look to go to commercial break, I want to know what food you'd pair with this. Man, you know this is really this has got to be a brats beer. Um, to me, um, you know, this is a fall beer, and when I think of fall, I think of uh, brats. Um, I think this is another, uh, you know, this is also a beer that, I don't know, it's brats. To me, I don't know, it's just sticking out, you know, like a nice uh, full-flavored brat with some you know, some good uh, mustard, uh, you know, some some craft mustard, you know, not the just, nothing against regular mustard, but, you know, if you get the craft mustard, the, the maybe some, you know, like some German mustard or something like that, and some, like maybe a, German like foods, board. I mean, obviously German foods, what am I talking about? Yeah. What about you, man? What would you say? So for me, I mean, a brut is a solid go-to. I'm thinking a a good pork or a beef roast. Schnitzel. Potatoes. Some schnitzel. Yeah, because why not? That works too. But no, this I want something a little heavier with this beer. Like a a lunch sandwich isn't going to cut it or something like that. I want to eat something I can sink my teeth into and enjoy with with some veggies. You know, and some thick sourdough bread to dip in the juice and all that. I think this is a solid beer for that. You know, a little late in the season, you know, as we're encroaching spring, we're leaving winter behind. Um, but now I have something to look forward to when it starts to cool off again. I'm going to get some of this uh, Slam Dunkle Dark Lager by Fall City Beer. What would you, so what would you rate it? Forgive me, everybody. I gave it a solid 8 out of 10. All right, so I'll, I'll agree with that. Because I said I would, you know, I got a range. So we both give it an 8 out of 10. That's very respectable, man. So. Absolutely, it is. Fall City, their dark lager, which is called Slam Dunkle. It's right in 5% ABV, which is very um, crushable. Big Ray and I both gave it an 8 out of 10. A solid beer. We're going to go to commercial break. See ya. Okay, so we're back. And Ray, I need to know what you're drinking over there. Yes, indeed. So I've got a beer from the Anderson Valley Brewing Company. No, you don't. I'm going to be drinking their Cherry Gosse. No, you won't. So this is a, a beer I've never had before, so I'm excited to give it a shot. Um, as we talked about, you know, probably 10 or 12 episodes back at this point, I just recently got introduced to the Gosse style of beers. And the more I drink them, the more I like them. I was never really a, a sour guy. 
if you will, as far as beers go. But the more I have them, the more they kind of grow on me. You know what I yeah. mean? No, absolutely. I before you before you go any farther, I, I gotta say I've got something for you again. Okay. Oh, you did it to me twice. Yeah. So I want to hear what you got over there, big boy. Yeah. So just a little bit about Anderson Valley Brewing before I dive into the beer here. Uh, they were founded on December 26th, 1987 in the town of Boonville, California. Uh, at the time, they were one of only 20 craft breweries in the country and have long been considered one of the pioneers of the craft beer industry. So I think that's pretty cool. We had uh, a beer, I think, last episode um, from uh, Colorado. And at the time they opened, it was about the same number. So we're going back a ways as far as craft breweries go. So I think that's that's pretty cool that we're getting to some of these guys that have been around for a while. Another thing I uh, another thing I think is uh, really cool here is they established an exclusive partnership with Wild Turkey, uh, which brought about their Barrel series of bourbon barrel aged beers. So these guys have been around and they've been making good beers for a long time. They have. Man. That's awesome. That's all I can say. Yeah. So in uh, 2013, they began working to bring back um, a nearly extinct style of beer, which we know as the Gosse. That's a very traditional German-style wheat beer, and of course it's known for its tart or salty flavor profile. And it's created through open fermentation and a high saline content of the water found in Gossler, Germany. So a cool little piece of trivia there also. Yeah, I mean, it's so it's like the original sour beer, right? I mean, people are all into these sours right now. Um, and this is kind of the, the OG, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great that this is one of those beers that's kind of been brought back to life, if you will. Now, so if we didn't have breweries like this doing that, I may have never had the opportunity to try it. You know, I'm glad I was turned on to it because the more of these I have, again, the more the more I like them. So yeah, so tell us about the. I mean, have you had a had a sip of it yet? Uh, just a small one, um, and I got to tell you, you know, I, I like the can art, and we didn't talk about the can art a lot on the Slam Dunkle, but I'm holding this can in front of me, and uh, one thing that sticks out immediately is it has a bear, which is a classic symbol of the state of California. But the bear has antlers. I think that's super cool. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So, yeah, and this bear is drinking out of a refreshing body of water. It's got some nice evergreen-covered mountains in the back and just a giant cherry looking like it would be the sun coming up over the mountains. So it just looks – it caught my eye when I found it at the store. I'm like, man, I want to try this beer. It just looks really cool. And uh, when I poured it into my pint glass earlier, it has a nice, almost rosy color to it, if you will. It's definitely a see-through beer. Um, I poured kind of aggressively, so I got more head than I wanted to out of it. Uh, but it, it dissipated quickly. Uh, it looks good in my in my pint glass. But it's just a it's a very different color than what you'd normally see from a beer. And I guess that's to be expected as being a gosse. Yeah, but I'm gonna drink a little bit more here, so pardon the pause for effect. But I really want to get a, a taste of this. Well, as you're as you're taking a drink, um, I was reading on our notes. Uh, it's in Boonville or Boonville, California. Uh, so I know you're 
spent some some time there as a kiddo and whatnot and um as an adult too i guess you've been out there several times can you tell me where where that place actually is in the state do you know uh you know i don't see i'd have to look at a map i'm assuming it's going to be in northern california um but i can't say that without google i, I didn't google it or look at it on a map honestly okay i'd have to look well i was just hoping that you know your your geography skills would be in full play here Not this time. Okay. Well, so it's Boonville, California is a couple hours north of San Francisco on the coast. I I mean, I just looked at my phone. I wasn't trying to test you or anything. No, that's fine. So, and so uh, I guess, right. How about that? Yeah. So San Francisco's where they're having a a lot more of that, uh, COVID-19 stuff. Um, and I know we, we uh, we both talked about seeing that on the news. <laughs> Are they doing anything crazy where you're at related to the 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 COVID nineteen? You know, in Oklahoma, I, I think I saw a headline earlier today. We we had our ninth or tenth confirmed case, you know, for the entire state. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot of things going on uh, in the city of Tulsa. They've uh, restricted gatherings of fifty or more people, uh, which is a big deal. There's a lot of mega churches out here, so a lot of folks are not able to gather for worship regardless of their, their belief system, which is a huge deal here in the Bible Belt. Um, you know, a lot of other events have been canceled. You know, Hop Fest just got canceled today. Now, that's a beer festival put on by the Hanson Brothers. Um, you know, folks like us that grew up with music in the 90s are very familiar with Hanson. Uh, they have their own line of beer. And again, a beer fest. Uh, May Fest also got canceled today. Uh, there's been a handful of other events uh, that have just been canceled as a result um, where I live. And I live actually in Broken Arrow, which is a suburb of Tulsa. Um, all all schools are closed until April the 6th. And that was actually a state mandate. So, of course, all cities have to follow that rule. So spring break is this week plus two additional weeks. And a good number of businesses are closing uh, to help prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So a lot of stuff going on even here in Oklahoma where we've had limited confirmed cases of the virus. What about you in Kentucky? We've got some similar stuff going on. The, so the, the public schools where we're at, we're in the County we're in their spring break is like the first full week of April. So they're out. So that, that happened. The university that I work at has gone to online learning wherever possible and alternate learning and all other circumstances. And after a meeting today, it's looking like, like nobody's saying it, but they're all kind of like, you know, don't be surprised if we go online learning for the rest of the semester just to be safe. You know, so we probably won't see our students again in person. We've got to make alternate delivery options. And uh, in, in all honesty, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I've got a lot of mine already set up to kind of easily flip over to be completely online. Um, there's some work involved, obviously, but I don't, you know, I don't teach any courses that can't happen. Um, like Oklahoma, they've restricted gatherings of 50 or more. They just put a thing out today um, where all restaurants and bars cannot be open. They can offer restaurants uh, and breweries can do to-go sales only. So people can pop in and get something and leave. Um, same with uh, restaurants and they, and they can do like Grubhub or delivery, right? But the dining rooms are not to be open, mandated, closing down until further notice. 
Wow. We, yeah. We had our first death from the coronavirus. So they, they that happened this morning. Uh, so I forget how many cases we're up to now, but the first death happened today, or it got reported this morning. Wow, that's um, sad. Yeah, and they're also so you know, and I'm lucky enough that I've got a flexible job, but a lot of people don't. But they're about to mandate that all daycares close. So that's going to be you know that's when the real you know it's starting to every step is a little bit more of eye opener, right? So. Um, that's going to be the next step is going to be the, the daycare is going to be closed until further notice as well. So, you know, for me, you know, we've got all our supplies at some point we'll get some more food, but we're good for a little bit, you know, um, you know, I've got friends that, um, you know, if I need something, I could probably call them up, but we're in good shape, you know, and, and, you know, we have fully stocked toilet paper supplies and all that, but, I don't know. It's, you know, and I don't certainly don't mind being at home and, uh, you know, taking care of the kiddos and whatnot. It's just, you know, it's just the, the feeling that everybody, you know, the, the, the atmosphere, you know, kind of thing is kind of different. No, oh, absolutely. I mean, it is. I don't know. Like, it seems to me, I mean, beyond the, the, the turds that are trying to buy a lot of hand sanitizer and get price gouge and make a lot of money, you know, for, you know, and I call them turds because that's what they are. Uh, beyond that, I mean, you see a lot of good in people, and that's really made me happy. You know, you see people that in my neighborhood, they're like, hey, if you don't feel comfortable going and getting groceries, let me know. I'll go do it for you. Um, whether it's, you know, using like um, curbside, you know, pickup at the grocery stores um, or, you know, whatever. Um, we've seen some of that. People willing to go for some of the elderly folks that, you know, they're saying, hey, if you're elderly and you, you know, scared, let me know. I'll go get your medications or your food for you or whatnot. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing a lot of people that, you know, like, what can we do? You know, instead of, instead of thinking like the, about the negative stuff, which you can always focus on, right? They're thinking about, you know, what's the positive stuff, you know, like, um, you know, making a reading list and all, I mean, all these cool things. So, and I try to keep on that too. What's the silver lining to this is. I could spend a little extra time with my kids, which, you know, kids can be a, uh, a definitely pain in the neck, but, you know, I get to spend some extra time with them. I, you know, gives me a little bit more flexibility on how I'm handling my work life. Um, it's probably healthier that I don't have options to go out to eat. <laughs> as, I'm oh, sitting for here, sure. as I'm sitting here drinking beers. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe maybe we'll record an extra uh, beer podcast for season one before we wrap it up, right? <laughs> uh, for season two, uh, you know, we we're gonna oh, yeah. wrap up season one at twenty five episodes, yeah, and then uh, we'll come back with season two. I'm excited yeah. for that. You have something to look forward to. So you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it's all. I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over, but I also know that you know, think more things are to come. So I, I talked no, a lot I'm about it. I'm sorry. But we're in good shape over here in Kentucky. Yeah, no, it's very relevant right now. And I'm sure all of our listeners are, uh, you know, dealing with this. And it might help them to know that where they're at in the country, they're not the only ones feeling the tension of what's going on. You know, but like you and I, even through all of that, we're carving out time to, to have a conversation. We're going to enjoy some beer. And I want to encourage all the listeners out there, you know, it's it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. But, man, we can raise a glass and have a cheers remotely. Uh, we don't have to be in the same room to do that. We can still be a community of beer drinkers and good people and uh, find a way to get through this. Absolutely. 
So it's one of the things. So I, I put a few things on Instagram and whatnot of the beers I'm drinking the last few days. And like, I want to hashtag like COVID-19 just because, you know, that's why, that's why I'm sitting at home drinking a little bit more is because I'm sitting at home and can. Um, but I'm also like, you know, is that appropriate? Because there's probably like better things with a hashtag COVID-19. I'm not sure. but uh, Yeah, no, so I, I, don't, I don't think we want to infiltrate that. That, that might be yeah. a little serious. Maybe yeah. we can come up with a hashtag for a quarantine beer or something like that yeah. and encourage the listeners to share what beers are you drinking while you're locked in right now? Yeah, quarantine beer. That's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try that. I'll post something online tonight or tomorrow uh, and hashtag quarantine beer. And let's try to make this a yeah. thing. Maybe it's already thing. Dude, let's just do know. that. Yeah, it may it. exist. I literally just thought of that. Um, but my beer fridge is completely full. Like I had to drink a few beers the other night uh, after I brought some home from Long Island. I just got home from a business trip there Friday afternoon. And uh, I had to drink some to make sure I had room for the ones that I that I got. And I'm excited. I got, I've got eight more beers to send to you um, out of that. All right. So, But you're in a good spot when you need to drink beer to make room for more. Uh, I'm in a good spot because uh, Ray's about to send me some beer. Heck yeah. So tell me about the beer you're drinking. I mean, we, we kind of uh, went off topic there a little bit, but tell us what's up with this... Uh... This beer you got in your hand from Anderson Valley. Yeah, so I tell you, I I left off a, with, with the head on this one. I, I poured aggressively, got a thick head, and it quickly went down. But I've enjoyed most of this can that I poured into my, my pint glass. But I tell you, for it's got just the right amount of sour. I've had a few sour beers that were just kind of too much. Like you just take a bite out of a lemon, it's like, oh, this just has a fantastic cherry flavor just enough sour to make your tongue know it's alive to wake you right up and it goes down so smooth it's like like perfect perfect go say for my taste bros like i have thoroughly enjoyed this it's not too cherry you know we, we've talked about this before where they add artificial flavors and it just yeah. tastes fake yeah um they advertise on the can that it has artificial flavors added but the balance is on point it's just enough. You get the cherry flavor. You get the sour. You get to enjoy the 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 beer style here, and it's not too much. I mean, for me, this isn't a crushable beer. This is kind of a one and done for the evening kind of thing. Yeah, but it's a fantastic change of pace. It's just it's what I want from a gosse. I'm excited to have this. And so, uh, what kind of rating would you give this beer? So for me personally, this not being a go-to style of beer for me, I would give this a 7.5. Okay. And not that there's anything wrong with the beer. This is just me personally. I think it's fantastic. I still want to give it a solid score. You know, let me, I would give it an eight actually, because it is, it's that, it's that good. Okay. Um, for again, a good change of pace, I would easily go back and get more of these to enjoy it at a later time. So yeah, easy eight out of 10. So flavor, mouthfeel, there's no real aftertaste. It's just a nice, enjoyable beer. And and what kind of food would you pair with it? I want a cherry cobbler. Like, okay. all la mode. Yeah. Like, I would have this for dessert. I, this is not a dinner beer for me. This is more of a, like a nightcap kind of beer. Yeah. Um, get a, a, a thick cherry cobbler, nice, you know, crispy top on it, and a big scoop of vanilla ice cream. And this Cherry Gosse from Anderson Valley Brewing in California. I think it's a perfect nightcap. Sounds like you had a great experience here. 
I did. Like, I'm excited to have this. And uh, Anderson Valley is a brewery that I hadn't heard of before I found this. So I didn't realize the rich history here. So I'm glad to add this to my knowledge base. And I'm happy to tell the people uh, that are listening that this is one that I'm absolutely going to put on my craft beer bucket list. Yeah, you know, it's funny. As I know, I've had a couple of beers from them, but I'd have to go look at my untapped. And, you know, gosh, I say that. I'm not even sure. I, I don't check in half the crap I drink anyway, but I'd have to go to untapped and see if what I've had from them. Because I think I've, you know, the, the bear the bear with the deer antlers is very uh, iconic. And I know I've had several different beers from them, but I can't remember which ones specifically. So, um, but, you know, it is what it is. You gave it an eight out of 10. You can pair it with some cherry cobbler and you're going to hit the home yep. run. Absolutely. All right. So Mike, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear about your beer from Tubbs Brewery now. <laughs> yes. So the, the great news is I, for, first one question quiz. You ready? I am. What popular soft drink was invented in Waco, Texas in 1885. Dr. Pepper. You got it. Boom. You're one for one. Yay. So, uh, I, I'm drinking Full Grown Man, an Imperial Stout, from Tupps Brewery, which is located in McKinney, Texas, which is a suburb of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. It's also a place that you and I have both, or you and I visited together during one of our, like maybe two years ago, our fishing trip. Um, and this is one of our little outings we scheduled to go to Tupps Brewery. So do you remember going to Tupps? Do you remember that brewery? I remember the name, uh, but it, the, the brewery itself, was this one of the ones that was like in a huge, oh, um, like abandoned warehouse and they converted into a brewery? Yes, and it had the electric spools as tables uh, with, like, the tractor seats. Yeah. Oh, it had yeah. those huge – I think the brand name is Giant Ass Fan. I think they had, like, yeah. five or six of those inside of there. Yeah, Big Ass Fans. Big Ass Fans, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, totally remember this. Yeah. Big Ass Fans are from Kentucky. That's why I know it so well. Oh, okay. Uh, and I remember the bathrooms being – and I've got, I've got pictures that I have to dig up at some point, but – the bathrooms were like bedazzled and you know, some, it, it was really well done as far as some of the decor and whatnot. Um, so that's it. Yeah. So it's a giant warehouse. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, the brewing system's all right there in front of you. Um, and I think they do that on purpose. So, you know, one of the things is they, they're trying to create that sense of place. Um, it's in it, it's a cotton, you know, the, the, the brewery is located at a historic cotton mill. So like, you know, like they're trying to embrace that old town kind of Western kind of grit feeling, right. That with that kind of sense of place and sense of uh, purpose and all that kind of stuff. So, and I think they do a pretty good job with that. Like I said, no, I agree. you know, we had, we had, a couple different flights of beer and, you know, that's been a couple of years ago. Um, but I, I think, you know, one of the things we like, and they had live music going on there while, while we were there. They did. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, depending on when you get there is, you know, what's going on and you might hit up some live music and, you know, and we always go in late July, early August. So it's always, you know, you know, one of the hottest times of the year in that area. 
Um, and so they had all the doors open and whatnot. It's still pretty warm in there. Um, but you know, that's why you go in to get some cold craft beer when it's warm outside, you go get cold craft beer and you feel good. Right. right. Um, so anyway, I'm drinking full grown man. I don't know if they were canning any beers when we went. However, um, a friend of mine sent me this full grown man. It's an Imperial stout. It sits at 12.1% ABV. Um, the thing that you talked about um, on your last beer is the can art. This this can art's pretty well done. Like it's got a just like the the nose down uh, a guy with a full beard. Then so the the main part of the can is the guy's from his nose to the tip of his beard, and it's all full of uh, you know it's hair, but it's got like hop and uh, different types of you know grains in there and whatnot. It's, it the the can art is very well done. The, the, it's got like this like header type uh, space over where his eyes would be. That, so you don't see any of that. It's just a header like, you know, like you'd see. And it's this full grown man, Imperial Stout. It's a black can. Uh, so on the back, you know, they've got, you know, the malt profile, the balance, um, you know, and they talk about, so it's IBUs, this is 50. I'll talk about that here in a second. But um, I think the can art's pretty well done, to be honest. I like it. Um, I think if you saw this on a shelf, if it's turned the correct way, like it should be, you know, you draw your eyes to the, the giant beard uh, and the nice mustache that's on there. Um, so the beer itself, uh, while you were talking about your Anderson Valley beer, I was having several sips of this. Um, I've got a kind of a mixed feeling about this. So as an Imperial Stout, it's got kind of a boozy taste to it, right? However, the body just isn't there for me. When I drink a full beer, like what I call a full beer, like, and you know, it's a full grown man, but it's a full, it's supposed to be a full body beer to me. The body is missing something. So like, you know, you get that, you get that, the, the dark chocolate, the, 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 cacao and the coffeeness kind of all those earthiness um roasted malts in there and you can kind of smell them as it comes out as well um the flavor tastes just fine the flavor tastes like it should um and the carbonation is seems to be kind of on point as well it's just the body just kind of seems a little bit lacking for me does that make sense? No, no, it does definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you so, get a flavor or a, a style, there's certain expectations there. So, um, I so I like it. I would rate it higher if the body had a better uh, if it had a better body about it. Um, I don't think the body uh, fulfills to me fulfills what it should be. Um, so overall. I'm going to say, you know, when you, when you smell it, you get to, you know, get those different, um, the malty, uh, chocolate toffee type smells, uh, the cacao, you know, the, you know, different stuff like that. And then when you taste it, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's pretty well done as far as the, the malts and, you know, the molasses kind of stuff. And, and same thing with the, the chocolate and the toffee kind of coming through. So the, the taste is all there. Like, you know, I'd put the smell and a taste, you know, pretty high and the body is where I would kind of mark it down a little bit. Um, 
you know, so overall, I would say I would probably rate this um, probably a 7.5 to 8 in that range. Um, I'm going to say 7.5 only because I think the the body could use some work, um, you know. And But other than that, I think it's uh, pretty well done. The flavor is good. Um, and I know there's things they can do uh, to, to bring that body out a little bit, um, you know. I think it's I think it's a really good beer uh, for me just because I I like the style and I have certain expectations of it. To me, I would say it's it just doesn't quite meet what I was hoping for in that realm. However, because of because of the beer that it is with with a little less body, you could probably drink it a little bit longer past season too. So you know when you think about it, it starts warming up. Um, you know, you could probably drink this a little bit longer in the season because it's not going to sit as heavy or feel as heavy. Um, but, um, so the can art uh, is pretty cool. I'd give it a probably a seven and a half out of ten. Um, as far as food pairings, um, I don't know. I think I think this could go a couple different ways. I could really see this with the, you know, a good healthy uh, hamburger that has steak sauce on it. So like, um, Ooh. yeah, instead of we're using ketchup or, you know, I don't use ketchup on burgers, so, but, you know, instead of using like the typical stuff, like, you know, ketchup, mustard, mayonnaise or whatever people use, um, use a steak sauce on a burger, maybe with some, some thick bacon, uh, maybe some peppercorn bacon or, you know, something along those lines. And I think this would pair well with that kind of full flavors because I think the flavor would complement those really well. You know, it's both very bold flavors. Does that make sense? No, absolutely it does. Am I making any sense? I want a burger like that. Yeah. You know, when I go to Five Guys, Mike, my, my thing is I want A1 sauce, those grilled onions and jalapenos. Yeah. There's a special place for steak sauce or barbecue sauce on a burger. Yeah. So yeah. If you so, have a beer to so, pair with it, even better. Sorry, yeah. I walked all over you again, Mike. No, you're fine. I was just going to say, I don't think this is like a, a, a jalapeno type cheeseburger. Um and I know I said that wrong. So in case anybody's listening, that's that's an inside joke. But um, you know, this is going to be a straightforward A one sauce cheeseburger type beer. So I think you're right. Um, so, I, but here's the thing, man. They're two miles off of I seventy five, just outside of Dallas. So if you're around Dallas, which there's a ton of people in Dallas, so there's somebody around Dallas. Or if you're going through that area or you're close, it's it's fairly easy to get to. It's a couple miles off of I seventy five. Uh, which goes down through the uh, east side of the Dallas suburbs, right? So I think it's easy to get to. I think they're worth checking out. I think they've got a cool place. Uh, so I would, you know, encourage people if they're in the area to go to the brewery, actually. Um, and, and I encourage that with all the breweries. But this one, you know, it's, it's pretty easy to get to if you're in the Dallas area. Yeah, um, no, it anyway, was easy so, to get to. And it was yeah. huge. You can take a whole yeah. crowd of folks there and just have a big time. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's it. Uh, that's my review, man. What do you say? I say that is fantastic, Mike. I think we had three beers up, three added to the bucket list. Another yeah. solid lineup, Mike. And uh, I like it. Yeah. What was I going to say? I, Dude, I just lost it. I had something and it just went bye-bye. Bye-bye. It happens, yeah. man, especially when you get to our age. We're starting to lose it. Yeah. So give us a recap of the beers and then we'll uh, I'll give the outro and we'll be done. So, no, absolutely, Mike. Again, our shared beer tonight was the Fall City Slam Dunkle. I had Anderson Valley's Cherry Gosse, and you had the Full Grown Man from Tufts Brewing outside of Dallas, Texas. 
solid lineup. Glad that we had every one of these beers, and I encourage everyone to try these if you can find them in your area, or better yet, plan a trip and go visit the brewery and get one there. Yeah, so I appreciate everybody listening. We had three beers to the bucket list. This is episode 22. We'll have a couple more coming your way for season one, and I greatly appreciate everybody listening. hope you've had a good time. We'll see you very soon. It's all you, Ray. All right, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you, just like Mike over there. I want to encourage all of you to visit the social media sites for the breweries that we featured. You can find them in the description of this podcast, wherever you find your podcast, whether it be Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, you name it, we're on there. And of course, follow us on the Instagrams, Facebook, and Twitter. Give us a thumbs up, a share, and let us know what you're drinking during the quarantine, where you're at. Put hashtag quarantine beer and tag us in your post on Instagram. I'd love to see what you're drinking. We love to reach out and interact with everybody. And of course, guys, you know, with what we've got going on, please stay safe. Don't do anything crazy. Sit at home with your family and friends and drink those beers. You know, while we have the opportunity, we can still have fun and enjoy this and be a community. Thank goodness for the internet for that. And of course, drink local and don't drink and drive. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Adios! Adios!